I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good evening. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, sorry. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Midweek Fix from the LFC Day Trippers. I am Gav. And it's the Merseyside Derby this week. Everton v Liverpool at Goodison Park. Um, we're going to have a look at the whole game. We're going to have to do some lineup predictions, some score predictions. Um, Rafa Benitez, Jurgen Klopp, all the usual stuff from the midweek fix this week. Um, with me so far um, tonight, and we're hoping to bring one more in, is uh, Kev, our resident um, Kev, and Pricey from Across the Park podcast. We're waiting on Tony to come in from the All Together Now Everton podcast as well, and hopefully will join us shortly. Um, Pricey, first to you. Very, very welcome, my man. How are you? Cheers, yeah. I'm all good, yeah, you. Nice good. to be on. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. No problem at all. We got through some technical issues um, in the last <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes, and then we got completely sidetracked by talking about cameras on YouTube and Leeds winning in the last minute with a penalty. So, um, I'm so it's my fault. I'll take all the blame for being late to everyone in the YouTube. Well, you're the one controlling the buttons. So oh, I am the one controlling the buttons, so I can't really blame anybody <laughs> else, even though I do try most weeks. Um, but, um, Look, it is the Merseyside Derby. Um, it's a huge game on, on so many levels. Um, not, not just because of the Merseyside Derby, but because of the form of both sides at the moment and how both sets of supporters are feeling at the moment. And it usually makes for a really tight game, um, regardless of where both teams are. But, Price, I'll come to you. You know, everything's run a form at the moment isn't great. Um, you know, they're beating away at Brentford at the weekend and I watched the vast majority of that and thought they were poor. And um, you're seeing the reaction from the, the, the fans in the ground afterwards. Um, and I said, I, I was on, I was actually on, um, BBC Merseyside with, um, Tony last week or the week before and talking about Rafa Benitez and how he needs time and stuff like that and how, we're, but it always feels like it's on it. It's on the brink of something one way or the other with him because of who he is and where he's been. But, where do you stand on it all? Is it just one of those runs of form? And when you look at what Everton have, you're going to get this. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying for a while. It was even before the season started. Our squad's not great. We got some. We got some really bad players in there who have, who have let us down time and time again over the last couple of years. Uh, the manager coming in, not being able to spend money for whatever reason. Um, the players he has, well, two of the players he's brought in in Gray and Townsend have been two of our strongest performers so far this season. Um, so I think it's going to be this. I've said this season's going to be a season grin and bear it, get through it. Hope it doesn't end too badly. You know, I can see us being mid table, and then give give the manager a couple of transfer windows, and I think he'll he'll turn it around for us, and he should be all right. But yeah, form form has been worrying last probably since the Man United game. What's that last seven games? It's been worrying. We haven't played well last few. We haven't even scored or even looked like we're going to score. Um, so it has been disappointing. Um, but from my point of view, I know I know opinions differ across across the, the supporters groups and stuff but my own point of view is, is to give Benitez give Benitez the time 
um, give him a couple of transfer windows and I think eventually you'll be able to turn us around. Is part of that for you the fact that you know we know we know Rafa Benitez, we know we manage Liverpool, we know what what's going on, right? And is it part of it for you that you you need to push that away, and you need to look at Rafa Benitez, the manager himself, and how committed he is to this because he takes this job because he wants it. Um, it's it's close to his family. I think it's probably one of his last big jobs if if this is the way he's going. If his family is com- are completely settled in Liverpool and he wants to be near them, this is probably this is the one that he's probably going to commit to over probably the last three or four he's had. And Pricey, like I'll stay with you. Is it something for you where you go, look, he's completely committed. He's being given a situation. He's having to walk through it. It's all, it's going to be good and bad. Are you worried though that if, 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 if they lose tomorrow night and they, they lose two after that, are you worried that they just, you know what's coming? Yeah, there's, there's no getting away from the fact he won't be given as much time as he would be given if, if he wasn't the ex-Liverpool manager, that, that's for sure. There's, there's, I mean, in the ground after the Watford game, there was people shouting for him. Uh, not the majority, but you know, you get your the vocal, the vocal minority who were calling for him. So he's not going to be given as much time as he's probably like. He, he is going to have to get some results pretty sharpish. Um, we can't, he can't have us languishing uh, in the bottom, but uh, the bottom half too much for too long. But as you say, he, he wanted the job. He wanted to get back in the Premier League. He obviously wanted to be closer to home, which he made no surprise, uh, no secret of. Um, but yeah, I think he is here for the long term. I think he does see it as, as you know the way that they all use as a project and Everton's certainly a project uh, for, the, for the right type of manager. I think that's what he sees. He sees himself being able to to, to mould the team. Obviously, the investment will have to come as well, which he, he we will get over the next couple of transfer windows, as I said before. And I think he is in it for the long term. I think there's always the... As I say, the, the possibility that that we lose the next couple and the fans really do turn on him. Um, but at the moment, I think while there is those few, I think the majority of the frustration is is higher up. Your Marcel Brand, your Mashiri, your Ken Wright, I think they're the ones who are getting it in the neck more than more than the manager, and that's because of the the signings that we've made over the last four or five years and the 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 lack of a squad we've got at the moment after spending you know half a billion pounds. Yeah, and I think that's the correct place to be looking. You know, far for me to tell you where to look because there's nothing to do with everything. But for me, looking from the outside in, and and I'd say this whether it was Benitez or, or anybody else, what they've what they have inherited from top to bottom for me is a bit of a mess. Mm. And you know, when you when you throw on top of that who who Benitez is, it's like this is never going to work, never <laughs> going to work, and. For me as a Liverpool fan, I kind of go, most of the time I go, brilliant. If it's not going to work, I'm absolutely delighted. But this part of me and this is kind of going, well, I am intrigued how long he gets and what he can actually do because he's a brilliant manager. There's no there's no two ways about it. But, you know, like, I think you're spot on. He needs a couple of transfer windows and he needs the right backing as well. And he needs it in the right way. Because I hear all this stuff about Marcel Brands and he picks this and he picks that. Benitez won't have a bar of that. Benitez won't be won't be putting up with that like more or less being told what players he's getting he won't and if you give him what he wants and I'm not saying spend 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 another half billion but if you just put the right little bits in place for Benitez they'll be absolutely fine but I think it's going to be intriguing absolutely intriguing to see Kev on the other side of things you know um, Liverpool have a disappointing draw at home to Brighton they lose away at West Ham um, they go into the international break they come back look, looking like they're a little bit of a different animal um, is this is this a game you want coming while you're just starting to look and cl- like you're clicking into gear, or is it one you don't want where you go? I could have done with this, maybe another two or three down the line, regardless of what form everything are in. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I hate this game. I hate everything about it. I hate the <laughs> you, toxicity. You're not that watch it now. <laughs> I'll watch it, but I'm okay. gonna be watching it like that. Yeah, and it's look, please God, don't get any, don't get any injuries. Just get the three points and go home. And that's all I care about. And as long as that happens, I'm happy. I hate this game. I don't mind Manchester United because you can go there and get a result and it's fine. Everton in a tight ground with fans who are up, a horrible, it's a horrible fucking ground. I fucking hate it. It's a horrible place. It's a horrible place for anyone to go when it's, when the atmosphere is right. If you can go, if we can go there and get one or two early, they start singing Rafa songs and taking the piss. Then God, God knows what could happen. 
But no, I, I hate it. I, can, I have always hated it. As long as I can remember, I've always hated this game because I, I, I'd say you're nailed on tomorrow night for a red card. And I look. I watched Everton as well the other day, and I looked at it. And I, thought, I didn't realize how bad things were. I knew they were. I knew things were bad, but Decore is a, a hell of a player. He's a superb player. And yeah. when he's fully fit and firing, he's um, he's a serious threat to any side. But the rest of it, I just think that I think they could lose the head. I think I honestly think that few of them could lose the head tomorrow night. And it's, God knows what could happen after that. It's um, I I don't mind it. I don't mind this game at all. I actually started to dread the Anfield one more than the Goodison one because it was so long <laughs> not being beaten at Anfield and stuff like that. And you beat there last got, season, and yeah, you know, a, a part of me kind of went, you know, like what do we expect the team he had to try put out and stuff like that. But part of me kind of went, you know what, it's over, it's done with. Whereas the Goodison one, I think you're right. I think you don't know what's coming. Um. Everton, if Everton show up and, and put it up to Liverpool, it's usually a good game. A lot of draws, a lot of draws. Yeah, a lot of draws. Lot of draws. Um, usually not many goals. No. Um, there's been the odd, it was 3-3, three, three, I think. Going there was back. a 2-2 two, two there recently. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. so you get you get some of these, but then I've seen Liverpool go there with a Champions League final, they're rising and a bar, nil all draw. I've seen them yeah. go there in 18-19, um, draw. You know, um, just so, just plenty of draws, yeah. And it's it's, it's, it's one, one of those, those games. Go on. Klopp doesn't mind making changes for this game, and he's no. done it before. Yeah. And he's he's shocked an awful lot of us with lineups going into this game. You know where he's he's dropped a Rigi in there before. He used to play Lilana quite regularly in these games, and we were all set. You know, the night before, you'd be picking your lineups, what have you, and you go as strong as humanly possible, and then he'd come in and make four or five changes. And you're sat there holding your head in your hands. Why, why is he doing this? And the reason why he's doing this, and he's right in what he said in the press conference, Klopp views this as another game. He it's, tries his best to. But, but he he does it with common sense in mind. He'll look at it as, look, I'll put that aside to get three points. And irrespective of if that's my strongest side or whatever, that's the side I need to get three points because of the fitness of X, Y, and Z player. And I expect tomorrow night to be no different. I expect him to make changes. And I think a lot of people are gonna lose their head lose their head about quarter past seven tomorrow night. Yeah, well that's like Liverpool line up time when it comes out <laughs> is, is a, a sight to behold um across yeah. social media it really is. But Bryce, coming back to you, like what are you looking for on Everton tomorrow? Because like Kev says there, Liverpool get an early one or an early two. If Liverpool are two up in twenty five minutes, could the crowd turn massively and it could get a bit toxic. What does what does Benitez do to to stop that? Because Liverpool are playing well. There's no doubt about that. They're playing well. They're scoring goals. They they, they very rarely they haven't not scored two goals. I think for about a year, um, according <laughs> to some people in every game. What what does Benitez do here? Does he does he look to go like literally right two banks? You know, back four two sitting really fucking hard walking. What does he do? Or does he does he go? Does he completely surprise us and go? Let's go at him and see what happens. No, not a chance. Will he go at you? No, no way. Uh, yeah, you're looking at a four or five nil if we try and go toe to toe with you. I think it's going to be a case of. I think the, Kev made a good point about the crowd. It's under the lights, and there will be a good atmosphere to start. If Liverpool score in the first ten minutes, that'll soon change. Um, so I think it's a case of not conceding for the first ten minutes, fifteen minutes. See how we get on. Again, half an hour. Let's not concede. Let's be in the game, and then let's get to half time. Still equal, whether it's nil nil, one one. Let's not lose the game in the first half. And in the second half, maybe we can take a couple of chances. Um, I think he will sit in. I mean, typical Benitez, we've seen it ourselves already this season. He'll sit in and he'll try and catch it on the counter. It's just whether when we've got the ball, we can be uh, be confident on the ball and we can we can, we can can look a danger. Because again, you know, go back to the Man City game a couple of games ago. We've done the same. We tried to sit in, tried to stay tight. But on the ball, we were awful. Um, so it will be reliant on us being confident on the ball and having a go. But... Uh, but yeah, sit, sit until half time, uh, see if we can get a goal second half. I think we'll get chances. I think teams who've played Liverpool have had chances. Even Southampton at the weekend, Liverpool were, were really good, but Southampton had a couple of chances. And if they took one or two of those, it'd be different. So I think there will be chances for us. 
Um, it's as I say, it's just it's just making sure we take them when they come. Um, to go to go toe to toe would be. It's, I mean, it's not going to happen because Benitez just doesn't doesn't ever play like that in any of his teams he's ever been in. I think even at yourselves, he would never play like that way, would he? Um, defensive first and, and try and try and nick a goal is, is the way to do it. But as, as I go back to the point of the crowd are going to be massive. Um, we'll all be going into the game as Evertonians. You've got to be up for it to Derby. As much as we've been awful, we're going to go into you know come come eight come eight o'clock. We're going, we're going to get that buzz in our belly and think that we might be able to nick something. And, and the crowd's going to be up, but it'll be up to Liverpool to try and silence us or to even, as Kev said, it could even go worse than silence us and it could go toxic. Toxic if Liverpool get a couple of goals in the first half. Um, Let's see. <laughs> I'm, just thinking, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of it and I'm, I'm, I'm nervous just even talking <laughs> yeah, myself. Yeah. I'm talking myself yeah. into nerves there by here, because... You're sitting here going, what the fuck have I let myself in here for? I'm going to have a nice easy Tuesday night not thinking yeah. about this game instead of talking to these two pricks. But <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, like, Kev makes the point about the, the, the crowd, right? And you're making the point we won't go toe-to-toe and I completely get that. What's happened with Liverpool for, for the vast majority of this season where teams have got something off them is Liverpool are playing this way where when Liverpool won the title, they used to pen you in. But they penned you in where they had two fellas sitting in midfield all right, and two centre-backs and they were really well covered. So they were able to just shift one way, shift the other way and cut things out and really pen you in and smother you. This is a, this is a different version of Liverpool for me where they're penning you in but one of those midfielders is joining in. And we're leaving one midfielder and two centre-backs. So that's where people are getting chances. But Liverpool are willing to take that risk and say, OK, Van Dijk and Amata plus Fabinho. We're quite happy with them three. And our full-backs will get back or, or another midfielder will get in. We'll take that risk because that extra body is making us have more chances and making us get more goals. That's where we are, right? And I completely get where everything will come from and say, you know what, they might overcommit and if we can get... Whoever it might be on the break, then when we go through the teams later, if we can do that. The only thing I worry for everything is if, if Liverpool pin them in and manage to do it right, regardless whether a goal comes or not, I think the nervousness will come, will just spread across Goodison Park where it's like every little touch will be nervous. And do you know what it'll remind me of? When Mane scores the winner four, five years ago at Goodison now, it goes up, I think, for about seven minutes injury time. Yeah. Um, and as soon as it goes up, you hear the whole of Goodison Park groan. The whole mm. fucking ground groans audibly as if to go fuck off another eight minutes or another seven minutes of this. Yeah. And I, I, that's where I worry for the Everton side where I say, if Liverpool do this right, regardless if you don't score in the first 15, how much will Everton fans put up with being penned in and being just played around? And I don't know. <laughs> it's, I th- it's a I hard think, one, think, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think we're going to expect that, though. I think I think we're, we're going to expect to have to to defend and to have to sit in. So we'll be going into the game knowing that it's like you say, the nerves will still be there and it might translate onto the pitch and whatever else. But I think we're going into it as fans. We're not stupid. We we know we know how it's been the last few games. We know what Liverpool are like. We'll be going and expecting that. Um, and then, as you say, I think the chances we we might get is is maybe if, if Alexander-Arnold goes a bit forward and we can get Townsend or Gray in, that, in them areas and then pockets of spaces and, and use the ball efficiently and try and get in, them into the game. But it's, it's going it's gonna to be... It's gonna, what you've just said there about the stoppage time, it will be like that from, from, from near the first whistle. Every attack Liverpool have will be the intake of breath from the Evertonians and, and the hope. But if I say, if we ride it out, till, I think, till half-time and, and we're not... You know, if we didn't leave level or at least not two goals behind to come half time and there's a chance in it, then you know, I'd, I'd probably take that at this stage. Um, just some updates from the chat. Uh, Red Steve says, just points out that it's only one prick, Gab, not two. He said, Kev is saying, <laughs> which is <fair. laughs> um, Alex had the, Alex had the fake corona virus as he called it, but um, it was annoying him for a while, which means he was suffering. But he's back now, so that's that's good as well. So we've cleared that up that um, Kev's not a prick and Alex is not sick anymore. So that's, <laughs> that's good in the chat. Um, Kev, yeah, where do we where do we go from with regards to Liverpool? What way do we approach it? Do we do we look to approach this where we? We look to pen them in, or do we do what we do a lot of times when we go away from home in these bigger games where we say, let's look and see what's going on and then try go from there. We need to, like, Kev, what I'm trying to say is, Kev, we should yeah. go out and just stamp on our authority on this from the very first minute. The, th- the thing is, if everything concedes to the halfway line, then it's only a matter of when, not if. It's going to, and how many. If they're brave, and the thing is, what Watford did, or sorry, what Brighton did, Brighton didn't play with a striker. 
the worst the, if Rondon is on the team sheet tomorrow night, then I'm delighted. The best thing you can do against Matip and Van Dyke is don't play a forward, don't play a striker. There's mm. no need because you don't there isn't you don't have a striker that can beat them for pace. You don't have a striker that's strong enough to beat them physically. So what you're gonna do, you're just gonna waste a player. If you if Everton play with the two wingers and then split them, like split strikers, and then cram the midfield, play four play them as two wide strikers and cram the middle of the pitch and play play for the counters that way, that gives Van Dyke and Matip a problem. But if, if Everton concede to the halfway line and we pin them in, then we just we'll go to town. We will Thiago will have a field there. I think Rondon playing will be will be a ten man for Evan anyway, just the way he's been this season. But yeah. you're absolutely right. He, what he what what he seems to want to do, even though he's not very good at doing it, is pinning the centre half and, and being there. So if he's playing up front on his own or even, you know, with, with Richarlison, maybe it's just going to be so easy to defend against for, for Van Dyke and Masses. So I totally yeah. agree with you. I, I think I think it'd be How fit is how fit is uh, Richarlison? Well, he's all right. He was suspended at the weekend because uh, he got five yellow cards. So he's he's fit and ready to play, um, as far as I know, unless anything's changed. But last time I, I was looking, he's fit, so he'll be he'll be a no brainer to start. Um, probably in place in place of Rondon, I'd say for the for the reasons you've just said. Really, I think Rondon would just be a waste of uh, a waste of everyone's time if he was stood up there with you know in Van Dyke's pocket or in Matip's pocket. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think there's so many ways to look. I think we have Tony on the line now as well. Tony, how are you, my man? I'm good, thanks. Can you hear me well? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Absolutely fine. Um, Price is delighted you turned up here because uh, two yeah. Reds having a go at everything for the last <laughs> 25 minutes. But I think we've been all right, Pricey. We've been. Constructive. But um, do you know what? Before we move away from it, um, Tony, I'll get straight in and I'll ask you. We've, we've talked to Pricey, we've talked to Kev, I've given my little bit on it as well. What way do Everton approach this for you? Obviously, they'd have to sit back and look to counter-attack on Liverpool. Um, it's what West Ham did so well um, a couple of weeks ago, and it's what Everton did so well for the early part of the season. Under um, says when they had Calvert-Lewin fit, but the problem is that they haven't got a sense of forward to play like that. Um, from what I'm led to believe, there could be a couple of surprises in the Everton team tomorrow, um, which is very interesting to say the least. Um, I just can't see Everton getting anything out of it. They were, even if they set up to, to go at Liverpool, gun call and fly at them, I think the crowds will play a huge part in how Everton play. Um, if a player gets rattled in the first minute, the crowds are up for it. I think Everton's tactics could go out the window and it'll just make it so typical for Liverpool throughout the whole 90 minutes. Liverpool see a lot of the ball um, and Everton will just look to counter when they can so uh, I think if Everton have got a chance of scoring it'll probably be from a set piece but we know Everton and Liverpool have been quite susceptible from set pieces this season haven't they so yeah I think if Everton um, just get stuck into Liverpool that's all they want to see just a bit of effort because that's what we haven't seen in the past five or six weeks I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is The Deal each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I've just been saying that about the, sorry, uh, yeah, just been saying about our, our crowd's going to be massive, I think. I think we'll all go into it up for it. And if Liverpool get an early goal, I think it could change and it could go completely flat. So I think you're right. I think a, an early challenge, a good old-fashioned tackle, uh, you know, by your Godfrey or Allen, get everyone off for it, get crowd on board and then make sure we don't concede first 20 minutes. And I think, uh, yeah, you're right. If there's one thing Benitez is good at, regardless of who he has in his team, it's setting up to frustrate, setting up to defend really, really well. And I don't know, like even watching against Brentford, they didn't give up many chances, everything. Like, if you look at the game, they didn't give up many chances. You know, they, they even second half when Bre- uh, Brentford are trying to play on the break, they shut it out fairly easily. Um, it, it is a penalty that they get given against them. It is a penalty, and he, he puts it away well. But overall, for me, it was more the, the you know, everything creating 
was the issue. I felt sorry for Demary Gray. I thought he came on. I thought he was excellent when he came on. Like he, he was. He's been a hell of a pick. Yeah, up, he was he? breaking lines. He was, you know, getting past defenders. Putting he put two or three in there, and Calvert Leon is fit. He's he's literally on a hat trick there at the weekend um, against Brentford. But beneath Hazel most definitely look to and like Tony says, might be a couple of surprises. He may he may just go. Listen, I'm putting this guy here and this guy here, and everyone will go. What are you doing? But it might work because um, that's the form Benitez has over the years, you know. But, Tony, I'll stick with you. When you're saying a couple of surprises for that team, what way do you see them lining up? Because I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see where he goes. With the run of form he's on, plus what, what game it is, I think it's going to be very interesting because is it a time to mess things about a little bit? I what I would want is I'd have Richarlison up front and I'd have Damani Gray and I'd just Townsend behind and I'd play Delft to Corey and Allen as a three. That's what I personally do. Um, but what I'm led to believe tomorrow is just going to be surprise after surprise and no one's going to guess the lineup. Um, there's going to be players there that haven't kicked a ball for a long while. It looks as though he's going with freshness. If it, if I'm what I'm led to believe, a couple of the players that are actually playing. So I think he's just going for. Um, lads with a point to prove, so to speak. So yeah, it's going to be very intriguing if that's the lineup. Um, but I, I will play personally four three three, and have Townsend and Gray behind with Charleston, But I don't think he's going to do that. Pricey, um I'm intrigued to know. Come on, Tony. Who's, who, what, yes, what, what, what have you heard? Because um, I'm wondering yeah, if Calvert Lewin is, is back. I've heard, believe it or not, Chenk Tosin is starting. Okay. Yeah. Over one, one, one or two others as well, but yeah, I believe Jen Tosin starting. Okay, it's, Jesus Christ, he could that that's a decision that could get him to chop. Yeah, that's not a thing, apparently, it, apparently, Rondon is actually playing as well. I'm glad to believe as well. <laughs> but you see, this is, this, is, this is what Benitez is. No, like. I'm bad enough, Tony. Don't give me that now. <laughs> 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 He's got on the cancer. Pricey, Pricey, Pricey was regretting coming on, and because his nerves are gone, and now Tony's doing this one. It's fucking great. <laughs> um, well, well, this is what Benitez does. This, this is, is the only rumors what I've been told. That's all stuff. Oh, fair enough. Good stuff. Um, no, when he when he was at Newcastle, he played. Um, he played because you remember that Dutch left wing back that scored against us, William or William. Oh yeah, he played a, three, a version of a three-five-two against us uh, when he was at Newcastle. And he'd done it a couple of times. I wouldn't be surprised if he changes the shape to go some way to contain and double up on Trent and Moore and Sadio and Robbo and try to leave one player free for the counter. And the only way to do that is with a back three. We haven't got three centre-backs. You don't need three centre-backs. Seamus Coleman would play centre-back. Yeah, he's play, done it for uh, Ireland. Play, he's done it for Ireland. Yeah, yeah he has. And, and you play Townsend as a right wing back. Which would be crazy. It's a possibility, but I wouldn't trust Seamus Coleman as a centre-back. Oh, no, Charlotte or Sadio Mane, it's he, not happening. I'd oh, be no, surprised. no, no, no. He was, he was good for us when he did it. He's good for, he was decent for Ireland, for Ireland he yeah. very good for us, actually. Declan Mack, um, reading into Tony's comments, has Big Dunk and David Weir starting tomorrow. Um, <laughs> should, should be some, some laugh as well. But... Look, beneath as we know, he can he can go and do mad things, and and like I said, he won't be bothered by Everton fans and 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 reactions and stuff like that. He's there to get a result, and that's one thing you will say about him. He's very, you know, when he sees something, he will go for it, and he'd absolutely stand by his convictions. With regards to Liverpool, though, Kev said earlier he feels that Klopp might make a few changes, and you know, he just sees it as another game. I think Klopp tries to see it as another game. But sometimes you have to just turn around and go, it's, it's probably not just another game. It's just, a, you know, it's Liverpool versus Everton. It's, it's not just another game. But I know, I know the psyche and going, listen, it's another three points. You only get three points. You don't get anything else. Well, bragging rights is huge, I suppose. But I don't, I don't know many changes Klopp makes. You know, I, I looked at that game against, um, Southampton at the weekend and all I could see was, for me, was just Kanate out and Matt had been. And he plays that back four and he plays Thiago Henderson, Fabinho midfield and he puts Jota and he puts Manny and he puts Salah up front. Kev, can you see any changes to that? I can see Origi, Origi attack is getting again. Really? Then the only re- I said it last night to the lads when they were on and they, I think it was Steve I said, are you taking the piss? And I said, no, because 
he will look at it in players who who might have a load on. And we've had a lot of players that played full international breaks, played back-to-back games so far since they've come back. You have a Wednesday game, you have a Saturday 3 o'clock game, then you have another game next week, midweek. It's he will ro- he will make changes. He's made three or four changes per game as as the season's gone on. So I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Now whether he rests whether he takes Sadio out or Jota and plays one of Taki or Origi, I don't know. But I'm expecting to see at least two or three changes from the Southampton game. Well, it's either that or he's gonna to have to make a shed load of changes on Saturday. Yeah, away, away to Wolves Saturday, isn't it? Um, yeah, and Wolves are playing in yeah, decent form. Yeah, they're in decent they form, might, but yeah, I, I can't see it. I, I know, but Klopp, Klopp looks at this very German. It's points. That's it. That's all he cares about. He takes the emotion out of it. It's three points. This is a side that's good enough to go and beat Everton. Go and beat Everton. Get three points and move. That, that's the way he's going to look at it. And that's why he's so successful, is he doesn't get drawn into the emotion of... That's why when we went on that title run and we got so far ahead, it was everything was next game, next game. Not two, two, three, four, five games ahead. It was the next game and put it away and go again and put it away and go it again. And that's the way he'll look at it. What I would do is completely irrelevant. But, I mean, I wouldn't make any changes, but I can see him making a few. I made one. I, I bring Matip in, but yeah. that's only purely and simply because Matip is fucking genius. But yeah, I, I, I would have done Matip for Kanate and left it as is, you know. Um, but, you know, they have got Wolves away at the weekend. And, and if he sees it as just another game of football, he might do something with regards to even a midfield and say, okay, you know. But the way I look at it is he's kind of nearly brought Henderson and, and Thiago back in at a rate where he was literally building them up for this game. You know, you know the sort of way he's literally planning himself for The way for this he could game. he could do the midfield as is and then maybe bring Milner on for the last half hour with a view for Milner to start against Wolves or Ox to come in and and play against Wolves that kind of way. But I think I honestly think that's how he views games. It's it's literally managing players and managing what's in front of him and take everything else out of it. And just literally, just metronomic and go like that. I I don't think he looks at it any other way. Okay. Um, let's do... Can I talk to you, uh, Pricey, I'll come to you. Richarlison. Um, what's going on there? He, didn't, he wasn't around at the weekend. No? Was he, no, he was suspended at the weekend, wasn't he? Was it just a suspension? Because I was looking around yeah. going... Okay. Oh, I actually thought it might be a suspension because I'm going. He's not in the squad. He wasn't listed as injured. So, where does he come into the same? Because he has to play. Well, yeah, I, I would have thought he would have went up front, but with what Tony saying, maybe that's not the case. But I, I would have just brought him. I mean, he's he works better when Calvin Lewin's on the pitch with him. I don't think he's a number nine. He can't. He's not very good at holding her up, or he's not as good as as you'd expect him to be holding her up. He proved it uh, against Man City the other week. Um, so if 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 I was before I came on here tonight, I would have thought he'd, he'd go up front. Um, with, I, I would have thought it would have been possibly Townsend just behind him um, with Gray and, and, and maybe Gordon playing. Um, so, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's what I say. If, if, if he's not, if, if 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 those two are playing and he's fit, which is, you know he is fit, then I'd, I'd probably see him going wide, uh, which he's played in the past. And he, he plays that role pretty well, um, either on the left or the right. So, so, I mean, I don't know what Tony thinks. I think if he's, if if it was me, I would I would play Richarlison up front. I'd be surprised, yeah. Tony. I'd be surprised if he's doing Towson, Rondon, and he's putting Richarlison into that side as well. Maybe there's a method to his madness because if he plays Richarlison on the wing, then does that stop your Trent Arnold from pushing up or whoever? If he goes on one wing and the other, will he be more reluctant to push up Robertson if he's on that side? If he knows he's got to chase back for, for Richarlison? So the, he may be thinking about that. And one thing that you do get from Richarlison is hard work and effort. Um, and Everton haven't had that for a while on the on the wings, especially when Alex Iwobi's playing. So to stop Liverpool, their main threat in Robertson, uh, Robertson and um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, that's probably a way 
to um, counter-attack that by playing Richarlison on the wing. But they were just rumours that I got tonight in terms of talking to London. I hope they're wrong. I really do. And I will play Richarlison up top all day long because yeah. he'll run and run and run all day. He always have a big performance, Richarlison. Five Buchans, um for the centre-forwards. We've played 12 games. Um, mm. that, that's stupid. It's ridiculous, really, um, for the centre-forwards. So, yeah, he cost, us during the, he cost us at Brentford when we needed him. Um, he's not. He's, he's had a week's rest, so he'd be jumping at the bed for tomorrow night. It's. It's. I, I'm just thinking of all the names in my head, and I, I'm. I, for me, I would have been surprised if he didn't. If he didn't do Richardson off one side, the Marty Gray off another, and one of your strikers up front, and just went right. That's that's the, what, what we're pinning our hopes on. But the Marty Gray comes on for twenty minutes again, Brentford, and, and the, I remember the com- commentators even going, "He was injured last week." You know, they didn't think he was going to make this game and he's putting him on for 20. Pricey, was that something? Were you surprised that you seen him on? Because the talk all through the week was the Mary Gray is the next man on onto Everton's injury list. I think it got it came out during the week that he was it wasn't as bad as the first fear because when he first went off against City, I think they were expecting it to be a good few weeks. But then as the week went on, it was coming out to the out of the club that it wasn't as bad as the feared. So the fact that he played 20 minutes on Saturday and as you know, he was out arguably our best player when he did come on and he was he was the what? one who was trying to, you know, creating anything. So if he's fit, he plays as far as as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, him and Richarlison on each wing could work. It could, it could, you know, I think Tony's spot on. I think it'd be a good way to, to counter what Liverpool are trying to do by pushing their full backs forward. And you can you can you can sort of see it happening as well. Um, but no, I think if he's fit, if he's fit he plays. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like you talk about the fullbacks, Liverpool's fullbacks and um, you know, will they push on? I think they would. I genuinely think they would. I, I, you see Liverpool and they literally, they, they kind of try to turn that on its head by going, Richarlison and say, uh, Damari Gray, are you willing to chase back? Are you willing to come back with me all the way? And especially with Trent, he's willing to go and go and go. And, you know, I'd, sometimes when you look at that, I look at it sometimes and say to myself, who's, who's Trent up against today? And if he's an, atta- if he's an attacker, that's, Really good going forward, but it's hard walking. I kind of get more concerned because that player is willing to have the engine, you know, to go back with Trent and then, you know, make it a race to the other end of the pitch when things break. But it, it's go, it's going to be. I think it's going to be interesting. All this talk of four and five nil for Liverpool, I think, is way off the mark. Absolutely way off the mark. I think the fact that the fact that Everton are in bad form and Benitez kind of has to come out and show something. And if he's if he's willing to, you know, see take the deck of cards and. and bundle them up and see what happens like like Tony says I think it's classic it's classic Benitez and if he is willing to do that you can be goddamn sure he was doing it from Sunday morning and he had and he's had them out on the training pitch going this is what we're doing on Wednesday and we're not moving from it for nobody and um, because that's the way he is he loves he loves getting teams on pitches and saying right this is what we're going to do in this situation this situation this he's, he's meticulous um I think it's really, I think it's so interesting this game. I don't think it's going to be one of those landslides, you know, where we've, we've expected it for years to go to Goodison and put one on everything uh, in a big way for years. And it never happens. Never happens. United this season happens because Liverpool just destroy a terrible Manchester United side. But we've been, we've been expecting that for four years and we've gone there and I think drawn two and lost one and um, before we go and win there. You know, we win with last season um, behind closed doors, but, but it never really happens like that. And I think people looking at everything's form. And saying, you look, look how bad they are and Liverpool are so good. That's usually a recipe for everything just going completely yeah. wrong when you go in way too, way too, um, confident. But Kev, mm. come on. I have to get, I have to get Liverpool lineup off you. I want the Liverpool lineup. Right. Okay. Alisson, Trent, Matip, Virgil, Robbo, mm-hmm. Fabinho, Henderson, Chamberlain. Okay. And I think it'll be, Mane, Origi, and Salah. Okay, Mane, Origi, That's how I think it'll and be. Salah. Okay. Uh, Pricey, Everton side place. Try, try walk in Tony's predictions and, and, and your feelings as well. <laughs> well. I hope I don't have to. I'm not going to go. But, um, fair enough. If Tosin, if Tosin and, and Rondon are playing, but I'm not going to put that in my prediction because if that goes into prediction, I'd start drinking now. I'd, I'd, put, I'd put Pickford in goal. Coleman, Luca Dean, Keane, and Godfrey, because they're basically the only two centre halves you've got to fit. I, I would I would go four four two. I'd go Allen and Decore, uh, Gordon, Gray, and then I'd put Townsend behind 
uh, Richarlison up front. That's how I do. I think that'll give us the pace to, to counter. Um, but I get, I get Tony's point about having an extra man in midfield and Delph could, Delph could do that well. But I'd, I'd go 4 4 2. It's what we've played most of the season. I'd, I'd stick with that personally. Okay. Tony, for you? I think Everton will go 4-4-2. Um, I think, the, as um, Pricey's just touched on there, the back four basically picks itself with Coleman, uh, Godfrey, Keane and Luca Dean. Um, obviously, Pickford in goal. I go Alan and Decore. Don't be surprised if he throws someone in like Gabamin just for fresh legs because he knows the Liverpool players have played a lot of games at the moment, as Kev was touching on before. Um, and... Whether he could do with the rest now or on the weekends, don't know. But I think Everton will freshen it up. Um, but I, I think he'll go four four two. Alan Decore. I think he put Richarlison on the wing. He put Tamani Gray on the other wing or Townsend and Rondon and Tosin up front, just so we can boast an aerial threat, especially from set pieces. Because if Everton are going to score, they've got a good chance it'll be from a set piece. So they, they start flooding the box and they can get players to hold the ball up. Because it's no good if Everton play one up front. And it's just Van Dyke's got a cigar out. It's just it's just ball's just going to be coming back to us left, right, and centre. So if we can put pressure on, Tosin and Rondon, work the centre backs to try and make themselves as awkward as possible. Um, yeah, I think they'll go four four two. But don't be surprised if the likes of Kabamin or Tosin or someone just out from the cold start tomorrow. Yeah, it's. I think it's hard to predict um, because of the mainly because of the form everything they're in if everything they're in half decent form we just go same again from the weekend or maybe one or two here but because of the form they're in um, it's Benitez I think it's hard to predict Liverpool was I would I would genuinely go with the same team to be Southampton but Kanata out and Matip in um, just because Matip's used, used to this game Um I do think, sorry, I think the first 10 minutes of the match, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a saying, it's an old cliche, but they are so, so crucial. Mm-hmm. If Everton can get through the first 10 minutes and start making themselves into the game, so hang on, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, it's still nil-nil. All of a sudden, it starts a growing confidence, the crowd will be behind them. If Liverpool score in the first 10 minutes, the grounds will be empty. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be, it will be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be the difference. Um, so yeah, the first ten minutes are absolutely pivotal, critical to how the result will probably pan out. We, we did, we did say that earlier before you come on as well. Yeah. Like how big that ten minutes is, or twenty minutes, or or even how the game starts if Liverpool mm-hmm. just go on the front foot and just pen everything in. Um, I think the reaction to the crowd is huge. But I'd be amazed if everything go don't go three in midfield. Um, simply because the way Liverpool's midfield at the moment is working is Fabinho is is protecting. Um. Thiago's pulling strings and Henderson is actually getting more and more advanced and Thiago has a couple of goals as well in the last couple of games I'd be amazed if he didn't go three in midfield and nearly go nearly go four five one um but making sure that the wide men in that five are a threat you know if, if he's looking at if he's looking at Southampton from the weekend he's saying if we're good enough and try to defend really well against Liverpool, they will give us chances on the break because they do. There's no, you can't deny that. You can't, you can't sit here and say Liverpool are brilliant and, um, they, they don't give away chances. They absolutely do. They give, and, and they're willing to, and they're nearly willing to, they're nearly willing to say, we're going to go so hard up front here that we might give one away at the other end, but we trust the lads at the other end to, to either defend it or save it, i.e. Alisson and goal. So it's, it, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be messing around for this. You seen we've seen against Southampton we're three, four nil up and we take Thiago off on fifty nine. You know, we take um, Jota off. We you know, we make those substitutions with thirty and twenty and twenty or fifteen minutes to go. We're resting players there, like that's it, no problem. And, and I'm always of the opinion if you're winning games, um it, it doesn't care if you play Wednesday and then play Thursday for me. If you're winning games and you're flying, you're willing to go out and play every day of the week. And I think um, away to Wolves at the weekend shouldn't be in their psyche going into that game tomorrow night against Everton. Um, just a couple, I want to just touch on a couple of players. Uh, Pricey, I'll come to you. Luca Dean. Um, I watched him at the weekend and he amuses me um, what he gets involved in in football games. Um, he was just mad stuff like um how's his form being because you know he's he's high he, i think he's a good fullback i think he's a really good fullback but i was watching him at the weekend and thinking to myself concentration levels are they great he seems to be getting involved in stuff on the pitch where he shouldn't really be where is luca dean at the moment uh, because oh, i don't know there's something not right there for me 
I think his form has dipped definitely, um, but I think it's partially to do with the way he's being asked to play. I think what what, what his quality was always getting forward and then overlapping and, and causing a threat going up. I think Benitez likes his full-backs to sit a bit deeper. And I think because of that, I think he's suffered a little bit. Uh, he, hasn't been, he hasn't had that freedom that he's had in the past. So I think that's partially to do with it. But, I mean, I was I was saying to one of my mates at the weekend, I thought he, I thought he was really poor on, on, on Saturday or Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought he was really poor then. And his, his form has dropped, but as I say, it's... Uh, it's partially the way. It's partially the way Benitez has got to play, and I think, I think, I think he's just he's holding them back in terms of of not going forward. I mean, he's one of them players. When he when he's good, he's he's, he's really good. But he can have he can have a really bad game where where he stinks the place out. Um, and I think Sunday was was one of those games when when he done, when he wasn't particularly good for me. Yeah, he just seemed to be getting involved in, in little bits with um, Sergio Canos, and I was like, "There's no need to get involved here." You know, you're losing the game. You need to go and play the game. And he, he was nearly wasting time on Brentford's behalf. And it was, and it was just. But I think you're right. I think I used to watch Luca Dean for everything, and he'd be bombing around the sides and looking to get to the byline and getting balls across. Where he seems to be more reserved when he gets it. He seems to be twenty, twenty-five yards from goal and giving it to uh, Gordon and literally standing back as if to say, "Right, Gordon, you you're the one allowed into that area to try do things now." Whereas, and I don't think it's suiting them. Um, but it's just, it's just one that the kind of come up, and I, I and it's, it's it's the players in front of him as well. He hasn't had particularly, you know, go, as much as Gordon's done all right. He's he's a young player coming in. I don't think he's he's had anyone particularly good, you know, of quality in front of him that he can give the ball to and have the confidence that they're gonna first of all take the ball on, but secondly get back and defend when he needs them to as well. So I think that's playing on his mind, especially on Sunday when, as I say, Gordon's a good player, but he's he's quite immature as a, as a player as well at the minute. Yeah, he is. He's a young player coming, you know, and, and he does. Have, he, he has got talent, um, uh, Anthony Gordon. But like, when especially when you're going through a tough time, you know, as a young player, the, the nerves and the expectation is probably doubled on you. You know, as a forward player as well, if they're struggling for goals. But I think um, if Benitez trusts a player that young at that age, I think he does definitely something about him because Benitez is usually would go for something more experienced. Um, but he's, he's he's sticking with him. Tony in the middle of the park for everything. Um, we were saying earlier before he came on, Decore is a fantastic footballer. Um, it's just I just think he is. I think he has everything about him. To, you know, he gets forward, he gets back. He's strong. Um, eye for a pass and stuff like that. But Alan, I watched it the weekend, and I was a little bit surprised by him because I think he's a really good player. But there seemed to be an awful lot of emphasis on him to be taking the ball from deep and trying to open Brentford up with with rake and passes, and I didn't think that was in his game. Um. Is a huge. How big is it for them too to to dovetail properly tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. It, it's very difficult to um, analyze Alan over the past five or six weeks because there's been no Decore. Hmm. Um, the two of them, they they, they play well together. Decore's um, game goes to another level because he knows he's got the the ability to venture up the pitch. Knowing Alan will be sitting uh, in front of the back four. But yeah, you, we've seen it at Brighton um, this season where Alan can literally cut through a nice defensive split pass and then Everton have scored from. So he has got that in his locker. But I think the thing is with Everton's midfield is that it's so reliant on Zakore. And it, when he's not playing, they're a totally, totally different team. And you're not relying on Tom Davis or Andre Gomez or Fabian Delph. And there's just, it's chalk and cheese. It really is. Zakore is absolutely key um, for Everton tomorrow. He really, really is. And there's there's only one or two players there, I say, will get in many the top four teams um, in Everton's team, Calvert-Lewin being one probably, and Jacore being the other. Jacore's been absolutely brilliant for Everton. Um, and I'm glad he's back for tomorrow because he, he, him and Alan will be a nice combination to have back for arguably the biggest game of the season. Yeah, I think when we talk about uh, what way Everton will play, will they look to go on the break? Jacore is the sort of fella that can literally break up something at the edge of your box. And seven, eight seconds later, he's in the opposition's box looking to head or shoot or, you know, get something on target. I think he is. He's really, really, really good. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is a massive miss because I remember watching Dominic Calvert-Lewin going back a couple of years ago and, and he used to run the channels and he used to, and he wasn't really a centre forward for me. He used to run channels, work really hard. And then there was, where is he? Why isn't he in the box? But he couldn't be in two places at once. He was down in the corner flag trying to retrieve balls and then people ask him, why isn't he in the box to score? But he kind of, the evolution of him over a couple of seasons where he just stayed in between, you know, the lines of the box. And I don't know how much Duncan Ferguson had a, 
an effect on that because Ferguson being at the club probably told him, listen, you're a centre forward. Get into positions to score. Everything else will come. And, and he's a huge loss. He's so fucking good in the air. Um, he, he really is. Like He scores against Liverpool there. The, is it the season before last? And he's... Mm. He's fucking he's miles in the air. Look, I don't know how he's up that high, um, but he's he's so good in the air and he's a massive loss. And do you know what? People criticise Benitez's way of playing football. I think he would fly under Benitez because he would absolutely play the game to suit Dominic Calvert-Lewin. How long is it before he's back, lads? I think from what I was led to believe is that he was touching goal for the derby. He should be on the bench for Arsenal on Monday. Okay. So... We need yeah. him desperately. And you touched on all his attributes there. He, he's brilliant. Yeah. His games come on leaps and bounds. Um, he has Ancelotti to, to thank for that as well. Mm. Um, it, it, it's very rare you see a player who's so strong, he's brilliant in the air, who's fast, can hold the ball up. He ticks. If you're looking for like your centre forward, he ticks a lot of boxes, as in what you're looking for, pace, power, engine, everything. And... Scoring goals, uh, he's now got the confidence and to, to pick up the number nine shirt. He takes penalties now, and he doesn't care. And I love that confidence about him. Obviously, he's been well documented how he how he likes his fashion, and that, but he doesn't care. And I like that about him. I, I love is the, the confidence that he's got. Is the problem for Everton next summer being able to keep the core in, being able to keep Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Richardson? Because you need a rebuild. You need proper investment in that squad with someone who's capable of bringing in proper players. And you've been led up the garden path so much over the last few years. Is it a case that you're going to have to do what we did with Coutinho in Saltabai? And yeah, have to... Uh, how strong is it? How how difficult... How worried are you guys about that possibility? You know, because look, you, you just said it yourself. He's English. He's the future, and he's got it all. And he has the, and, the premium is there, isn't it? When he's English, the premium is there yeah. on the price. I think they'll sell the Charleston so in the summer. I. I think they'll sell him to PSG. I think that's probably wouldn't be surprised if that's already negotiated behind the scenes uh, for when Mbappe goes to Real Madrid. I'm not saying it's going to be a replacement, but um, I think I can see Richarlison going to PSG, um, and then Evan have got. What seventy million to, to rebuild, maybe, and um, depends on that. But I think Dominic Calvert Lewin. I think they will be absolutely uproar if they was to sell this lad. They really, really will be. And if it as you just touched on, it's premium, um, young lads ticks a lot of boxes. You can afford Man City. I'm just thinking Man City and definitely a Newcastle. If Newcastle are going to rebuild a side, I mean, he's not going. And, he's not going to play in the championship. Not, catch. No, if, they manage, if they manage to stay up, which is at the minute is a huge if. This is the problem that every Premier League club is going to have to deal with: is you've got the equivalent of PSG in our league, and they don't give a shit. They they will spend, and yeah, but the Kev, upside to it is you guys need the money, and you need to reinvest in the squad and give whether it's Rafa or whoever the manager is give him, yeah, but, a, but, give him a chance but the thing about that is and, and th- these lads are probably better placed to answer that but mm. in my opinion right they need a, a rebuild I hate the fucking word rebuild but they need they need new blood they need to, to probably let the manager put a stamp on it a little bit but I'm sorry if Everton Football Club want to do anything um, and back beneath his properly. Part of that backing is you don't move the Corey, you don't let the Corey go, you don't let Dominic Calvert Loon go, and you probably don't let go of um, Godfrey, who's been really good. Right? Yeah, Everybody else is up yeah. for discussion, right? Now, not all of them will go. Some of them might, some of them might not. But you, you know, it's like we said, Pricey said earlier. It's it's a couple of transfer windows. You can't just turn around. This isn't a game where you turn around and go, right, six of them out and six of them in um, next August, and we go from there. It's simply not that. And part of, the backing is is not always just financial. It's 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 basically turning around and going, I'm going to protect this club from losing A, B, and C. All right? And that's it. And we, we move from there. I get your point about Man City with regards to Dominic Calvert-Leon because... When Harry Kane didn't happen, Dominic Cavalier was the next name in my in, in my mind, just simply because of the type of player he is. But Everton have to back the manager and say this A, B, and C. Now Richardson, I think, will be the one. I think if they want to free up some funds, that's where they go with. But they'll probably end up saying to Benitez, "Listen, if you get sixty million for him, 
we're giving you 40 of it to spend. You know, we have to we have to put some money aside for whatever reason it might be. And that's the way you'll have to look. But that's still backing him. And the biggest backing you can get next summer from me is Dominic Calvert-Leon, Ben Godfrey and um, DeCorey. It has to be that. Pricey, surely you can't just go dismantling this squad and the, probably the three best. Well, definitely the, the, the best player in it for Dominic Calvert-Leon. You can't do that. No, I can't agree with Tony. If, if you settle Carvalhoon to be to be murdered, it's just it's a no no option. To have, and the point about Newcastle, I think if Carvalhoon's going to leave, I get Newcastle have got money and stuff, but he'll only want to go higher than ever. He's not going to want to go to to Newcastle despite the money that they've got and they can entice him. I think he's if he's on an upward trajectory, if he leaves Everton to to your Man Cities or you know your clubs in the top four, um, if we can if we can salvage it. I'm not saying I want to sell Richarlison, but if, if we need to generate some money by selling Richarlison and we can buy two decent players uh, for that money, then then that's that's a goer. And I think Benitez will, will want to work that out if he can. Um, but Calvert-Lewin, as much as you can probably get for him, you've got to look at who you can replace him with. And I don't think you can replace Calvert-Lewin as easily as you might be able to replace Richarlison just what basically because of the goals. What age uh, is Dominic Richarlison? No, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, well, 20, I don't know, 22, isn't he? 23, 23 something like that. Something that I, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not like he's he's 25, 26, and he's looking for the, the, the mega contract during his career, where it brings him up to probably 30, and then he gets one big one before he finishes his career. He's at 22. He can easily do another season or two with uh, Everton, and then look, if he wants to move on, because he wants to, you know, Everton haven't progressed as he wants to, and, and stuff like that, which is absolutely fine. He's given plenty of years to Everton, but any any suggestion of Everton willing to even listen to offers for Dominic Calvert-Lewin is mind-blowing to me. And it's Everton selling it to him, isn't it? We're Everton are building a team around Calvert-Lewin. If Benitez has got a, a, a plan and, he, and he's allowed to, to to carry that plan out, as I say, over the next couple of transfer windows and Calvert-Lewin's the, the mainstay and he's, he's the guy they're building the team around, then that's, that's a confidence boost for him to be at a club that he enjoys being at. He, you know, he seems to, to like being at Everton. And if we're building a team around him, we've got the new stadium coming up, we can sell that to him. I can see him being happy to stay at Everton and being the main man at Everton rather than going to Man City and not being the main man. Yeah, and I think just I think he's thinking, with, sorry, yeah, sorry with the Calvert-Lewin situation, who's going to buy him for the money Everton will be wanting from? He's just such a Manchester City, but apart from that, obviously he's not going to go to Liverpool and be absolutely riots on the streets if that was to happen. Chelsea have got Lukaku, Man United have got obviously a flurry of centre-forwards, so who's going to pay, what, the best part of £80 million for him? In fairness, Manchester United have got two thirty-five-year-olds. You know, yeah. so I, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised United didn't do go, go something serious on Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the in probably the last eighteen months. But United and Forsy don't go together at the moment. Then they just, <laughs> you know, the the they got Rashford, Greenwood. Yeah, they've Rashford, Greenwood. But, but I think I think you've got center, Cavani and and Ronaldo as yeah, well. Which an out and out centre forward, I think, is is a big thing for United, and you're probably going to see that over the next couple of months with um, Rangnick coming in and what he wants to do. But lads, I have to get score predictions. Um, Tony, score predictions and the rules on this show. Where if you're predicting any goals for your team, you must tell me who scores them. Um, I th- Head says four one. Heart says two two. Okay. Well, I think if Liverpool score early, yeah, if Liverpool score early, I think it could get silly, um, just because of the the atmosphere and the negativity surrounding Everton Football Club at the moment. So I think it could get silly if Liverpool score early. If they don't, I think Everton could get something out of it. The longer the game goes on, if they could get to half time and it's nil nil, all of a sudden the Everton start. I'm the sun in this for it. could get a set piece. So, yeah, um, go on. I'll say 2 2, and I will say a set piece goal from maybe a centre back, Michael Keane, or maybe a goal from Richarlison. But they'll definitely be a centre off. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Kev? Uh, I'd take a 2 0 win. Um, I think Sadio Mane is due. He's been playing well recently. Uh, that pass the other day for Robbo for the first goal, for Jota's first goal through the legs. It's just pure silk. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Virgil get on the score sheet again. Uh, but I agree with what Tony said there. If Everton went with the lineup that he suggested, you're going to have five, six for two, six for three players. There'll be a there'll be a threat from set pieces. But I fancy us. We're on a run now, clean sheets. We're doing really well. So I hope for a clean sheet and a two 0 will do me absolutely fine. Okay. Um. Pricey. 
You can do hard, you can do heart, you can do whatever you want. Well, I'll do heart. You, you, you don't become an Evertonian for all these years without getting your hopes built completely up before they get smashed again. So I might as well go for a 2-1 forever. And I can see us, I can definitely see a score and regardless, because I think there'll be chances and I think we'll get a goal. So I'm just going to go purely heart and why not say Everton 2-1 to Corey and Richarlison. Might as well have a goal, might we? Okay. Um, Red Steve has a 6-0 to Liverpool. Um, Trouble Laker has 3-1 to Liverpool. Um... 2-0 from Gar to Liverpool, 4-1 to Liverpool, 3-0. Um, you're always going to get all these Liverpool on the Liverpool chat. Um, not many putting everything in there. I'm going to say 3-1 Liverpool. Um, an early goal is huge. If, look, I, I agree with Tony and, and Price, has said it as well. If Liverpool get an early goal, um, the reaction from players... Um, I just think those players, if they go 1-0 down early, are probably thinking back to the final whistle against Brentford where they're absolutely getting hammered. And they're like, oh, this is coming again. But on a much bigger scale because we're playing at home. Um, but I agree with you lads when you say if they hold on and they hold on. And I think they might. I think they might. I think Liverpool might go 2-0 up. Everton might get one back, but Liverpool will end up winning a 3-1. Um, Goals-wise... I can't look past Jota at the minute. I think his movement is unbelievable. I, I like I like Godfrey a lot. I'm not a huge fan of Kane. I think movement hurts him and hurts him badly. Um, and I think Jota, just the, the way he moves and we, we showed a, we showed a, a shot chart from him and he's just not interested in football outside the box, but put it in there and he's ridiculous. Um, so I, I will go Jota. Um, I fancy Henderson to get one because he's being that advanced and I'm not looking past Mo Salah either. Um, and that's why I asked you about Luca Dean because I think he's, he's, he's starting for, to me, he looks, like he's concentrating on other stuff rather than just playing this game. He seems to be getting dragged into other stuff. And you do that against Salah, he's, he's like, regardless of who you support, when you watch most Salah play football every week, it's like, what is going on here? He's, he's absolutely ridiculous. So I'm going to go 3-1. But I think it's a 3-1 where Rafa probably comes out with a little bit of credit as to how Everton have played and performed. That's the way I look at it. Because I, I don't go along with the... We're going to bash them 4, 5 and 6 nil. I just don't. I, I, show me the, the last time Liverpool won 4, 5 or 6 nil at Goodison Park. Um, it's a long time ago. So, it's it's um for me, it's it's 3-1. Lads, I can't let you go without asking you where about your podcast, where people can find them and stuff like that. Tony, I'll start with you. All together now, Everton Podcast, where can people find you if they want to go and have a look? Yeah, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. They all together have a podcast. We record mainly at the Bramley Moor, um, our future home. Myself and Greg O'Keefe, we have numerous guests on every single week. Per week. Um, yeah, match reactions, match previews, exclusive interviews, everything uh, we do there involving Evans. Obviously, not a good time to support Evans at the moment, but there's always something going on. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, Pricey, um, across the park podcast. Three blues, three reds, arguing week in, week out. Yeah? Yeah, so there's three blues, three reds. There's always two of each on every week. Um, so we have a show. Usually, if it's a Saturday game, then we'll have the show on the, on the Monday night. Uh, two from each side, doing a review of the games and a preview of the upcoming games and, and asking each other some questions and stuff. Uh, we also have a show a little bit later on, which is a light-hearted quiz-type show, which is usually on a Thursday night. Um, so there's, there's no no... You know, previews, reviews on that, just 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 lighthearted. So you can find us on YouTube. We've got a YouTube channel across the park. Also, that goes out as a podcast as well on all the usual uh, podcast platforms. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram across the park PC. Good stuff, good stuff. It's a lot to remember, isn't it, when someone puts you on the spot? Um, all the different addresses and stuff like that. I'd be all over the place when people ask me. Um, but look, uh, Kev, have you anything to promote, promote right other than cans? <laughs> Promote? No, cans? No, but I'd just like to say something about Ray Kennedy and his yeah. passing today. Um, I mean, I was just, I'm not old enough to remember Ray Kennedy playing. I might look it, but I've, I've just about a few years, miss, I missed it by a few years, but I went on YouTube again today after the news broke and what's that player? And you, I look at those, those games and the pitches they were playing on. And you wonder, with the touch that some of these players had, and the shots they scored, the goals they scored, how much would they be worth in today's money in today's market? And you know that these players didn't have earn a, a load of money from the game. And at seventy years of age, seventy is no age, like. 
And for someone to pass away at 70 years of age with the disease that he had, it's um, it's really sad. It's just a sad, a sad day for the club and for his family. And may he rest in peace. He was an absolute baller. Yeah, he was. In today's times. He was, he was so good. He was, and it's like when any player, a former player, um, passes away from any club, whether it be Liverpool, Everton, United, wherever. And yeah, your natural thing is to just is to go and have a look, isn't it? You know, a, a YouTube yeah. videos or compilations around. Just you know, like I remember when George Best died, and people were showing videos of George Best. George Best was just ridiculous. Um, but you see it all the time, you know, and and it is it is a time for you know there's a major side derby and there's rivalry and stuff like that. But it is times when you see someone pass away from either side of the city with regards to football where you kind of look and go, yeah, he was good. He was really, really good. And, um, yeah, no, I echo, I echo what you say as well with regards to Ray Kennedy as well and everyone here at the, the Day Trippers and I'm sure the lads, um, from the blue side as well, um, echo your, your comments as well. Yeah. Um, that has been the midweek fix. Um, best of luck tomorrow, lads, Tony and Pricey. Um, thanks a million for joining us and giving up your time on this Wednesday night. Um, if you, either of you ever need someone to come onto a podcast for you and, usually just drink cans and have a good time give us a show we can definitely do that yeah yeah if you need someone to do that um, that's we're all over it if you need someone to talk sense and shit don't bother ringing yeah. us we're, we're drinking cans mate we know um, we know a guy for that as well yeah, don't we? yeah yeah we know we know guys that can talk sense and, and get stuck in but um yeah no cans cans is where we're usually at um but that's been it thanks to everyone in the chat on your way out please hit the like button don't forget to check out these lads uh, youtube channels as well and um yeah that's it Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.